Good evening, happy Monday. Welcome to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great one. We're going to do our best to make it a lot better for you. Tonight, we welcome a very special guest co-host as we have our search for our female guest panelists to join us on Hot Topics. But anyway, uh, we're breaking down everything everyone's talking about. Uh, we have to talk about the $83.3 million uh, settlement that Donald Trump has to pay uh, E.G. Carroll for her sexual assault um, case. Find out the reason why it's so large and what he's saying. And then Daryl George, he's the high school senior who um, is in Houston, Texas. He's been in ISS since August because he refuses to cut his locks. And now they have a court date because they're saying the school is not enforcing the Crown Act. Find out the pushback around that. Then Tiana Taylor and Iman Schumer, their divorce is getting messier and messier. Find out the latest as we break that down. Haley Bailey is being called, being criticized for gaslighting her fans for hiding her pregnancy, but now giving us all the uh, backstory now that she's had the baby. And of course, we have to congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers for going to Super Bowl. But the topic that keeps coming up is not the, not the uh, athletes, it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> Join the conversation. One of my draw over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course our official uh, website is stephenishow.com. Rather watch us go on our YouTube channel. We're going to be highlighting a black home business later on the show. And then of course our segment HBCU money is back this, uh, this uh, segment as well, this episode as well. So when we come back, the question of the day and hot topics right back after this. Keep it locked. Slow pause, rewind I wanted this for a long time Your hand in mine Our hearts in line Your heart's diceless grave Love always struggles in pain Hold me close, don't let go Starting our fun Maybe I'm just crazy 
To Bedfield days in a Clawfield haze My presence love inspires me Ruminate, you know my rumination of thoughts That ruminate infinitely Who I be, where I be, why can't I seem to see What they see, all in me Why do I sit in silence, isolated, all in greatness How do I say this in a way that might sound hypocritical What does it profit a man? Belief in self Feel selfish. What does it profit a man to gain the world? What does it profit a man to gain the world? Hey, what's up, y'all? We're Rough Ends. And you're rocking with the Stephen Knight Show. Right here. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. I want to mind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com. We can pick up your merch. Now, uh, if you want to watch this, go on our YouTube channel, The Stephen Knight Show. Want to remind you, please register to vote. This is an election year, a big election year, and we have it's important that you that you vote. Doesn't matter who you're voting for, it does. But make sure you register to vote so your voice can be heard. Now, for me, I'm excited because this is the last week of dry January. We did a toast last week. I think it was last week. And I I was drinking my uh ginger beer. <laughs> but um, you know, February 1st is uh Thursday. So I might go a little bit longer. We'll see. But it, I know my deadline. Is Wednesday. <laughs> um, now, listen, we are on the search for a female hot topics panelist. And so over the course of however long, we're going to be um, having special guests join us um, to weigh in on the hot topics we discuss. And tonight we have a very special guest, Miss Brittany. Uh, she is originally from Houston, Texas, but she lives in Atlanta. She's a mother. Brittany, I'll let you tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Hi, guys. I'm originally from Houston, like Stephen said. Um, I moved to Atlanta probably like around 2012, 2013. So kind of like Houston made me, Atlanta raised me kind of thing. I feel mm -hmm. like, I, like I grew up here and got all my independence here and stuff like that. Um, but Texas is home for me. I go back as often as I can and I am proud Houstonian. So... <laughs> The slander will be tolerated. Um, I have three kids, so I'm going through the teenage phase with the oldest. I have a nine-year-old and a toddler phase, all spread out. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, just kind of all over the place right now. 
<laughs> and we love Houston. I love Houston. You know, I've talked to you about Houston before, so you know, yeah. we won't talk bad about Houston. <laughs> it comes. It's it's you. How can you not? Exactly. Just the heat. That summer heat can't deal with. It. I can't rock with that. Uh, the mosquitoes. Yeah, well, the heat in itself, the humidity, but it's a great place. It's a great place. I Let me know how you feeling today. I know that you uh had a fun weekend. It looked like. Oh, I'm just wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you already saw some of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So, you know, our mission awkward photos was accomplished. Yeah. Um, with my besties, and we had a ball. Can't wait to uh see all of the pictures mm -hmm. that we took. Um, and I'm just, I'm just happy and I'm blessed. Um, welcome to Miss Brittany and, uh, God bless you for being the mother of three. Cause I'm only the mother of one, but I have a whole adult and you have people under 18. God bless you. Cause my son is 31. So I don't have that issue no more. Girl, how did you get through the teenage phase with these girls? <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> I don't know how he how he's still alive, but obviously I did something right. Uh, but yeah, but no one can ever, when Lydia first told me that she had a, a 30 year old, he was in the late 20s. I was like, what? When she had a, when she was younger. But I was like, okay, that makes a little more sense. <laughs> especially if you see Lydia in person, you're like, what? Look, look <laughs> well, like anyway. No stress. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of wine and a lot of prayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, Brittany, welcome to the show. Listen, our question of the day is, how do you feel about getting older? Lenia, I'll start with you. Oh my God. Uh I'm I'm mixed. Yeah. I mean, I I feel blessed because, you know, a lot of people that I know my age, you know, are not. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, I don't have Megan knees no more. <laughs> uh and I <laughs> You know, these aches and pains, I don't know what it is. I don't know because, you know, I ain't back on my workout regimen. But that whole getting out the car, getting up and all you doing, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all these noises that I never made before, just getting up out of a chair. <laughs> I don't know if that's part of age or what, but yeah. I don't like it. It's just, it reminds me of, of an old person. Right. <laughs> but we try to become those older people we strive to become those elders yeah. <laughs> so I, I i'm like i'm blessed i am right. i'm grateful you know just to you know be where i'm at and in the mm -hmm. position that i'm in and i ain't gonna complain lord i swear i ain't right i just got some cbd rub and i'll just keep it moving <laughs> <laughs> <That's zero. laughs> i remember one day i woke up and my back was hurting, my lower back was hurting, my shoulder was hurting, and my knee was hurting. And all I did was go to sleep. <laughs> but, Brittany, how you feel about getting older? I feel like I love it. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I maybe because I'm not where y'all at, but I feel like I hit my twenties hard. Like I had a good time, and so I felt like the latter part of my twenties, I had to pay for all my mistakes in the early twenties. My 30s, I was a little bit wiser and more settled and more, I get the benefit from the work that I put yeah. in. Yeah. And I've, I've heard nothing but amazing things about the 40s. I heard it only gets better. So I'm it's like, I ain't gonna lie. 
Yeah, I heard forties be lit, so I don't know. I, I'm kind of excited because I'm like, well, if thirties is okay, then you know, my forties about to be off the chain. I'm expecting to be like on a beach, topless somewhere. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've, done I've done it. I mean, I've, I've done it. There's certain <laughs> things you do. After a while, you just don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you just be like, you know what? Now, men, I don't know, but I heard women, that's our prime. Yeah, I think for <laughs> us, we hit we hit certain strides, especially if you're if you're keeping yourself up. Mm -hmm. um, we do hit certain strides around this time. I guess for me, because my son is older, yeah. this is once he moved when my son moved out, that was like a rebirth for me. Mm -hmm. And I guess this would be my my um the equivalent of this time right now since we're years removed he moved out when he was 20 and he's 31 now mm -hmm. so i would be considered in my 20s right now right <laughs> uh you know for me but i'm in a whole relationship so i got to be in my 20s with my dude right that's who i'm young with that's who i'm <laughs> i'm dropping it like it's hot for right. yeah they Isaac, they say, you know, we still look good. They say 40s for women be lit. Yep. And they say the sex be better. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, you look. So, for me, I think physically, I hate it. But mentally, you know, what I, I used to always, for years, a lot about my age. And so, I remember when um, I had a, my 30th birthday party, I, my Miss Parker used to be a host, you know, co host on here. She was hosting it. I said, I don't want to see 30 nowhere. You get to a party, 30s everywhere. People are like, you're 30? <laughs> so, but, but it really was my late 30s where I really stopped lying about it. Like people ask me, I like people ask me how old I am now. I have no problem saying it. Because I do think there is something about the work you do on yourself and you know, hopefully you're a little more financially stable and just wiser. So that part I do love, even the way that I can like not rock with somebody, but not be mad at them, no beef. It just, I know the person's not for me. I like that, because before I'm like, oh no, there's something wrong with the person, you know? But now it's just like, no, it's just different. It's a difference. Um, but it's important to stay in, stay physically fit, stay, keep your health up, because that also contributes to your quality of life. But mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna read some of the top, some of the comments we got on Facebook. Someone said, I was never a fan of getting older, but beats all turned up not getting older. That was from Jason. Hmm. William says, I, I get I gets lots of anxiety when I think about it. On one hand, I feel blessed because I've seen many people my age pass away or living in a, in a major chronic health problems, whereas I have no health problems. But one of the other on the other hand, I know that it may not be able to that case forever. This is hmm. why I try to eat healthy and stay physically active and get my exercise in and keep in prayer. Uh, Melanie put, not the biggest fan of it, but it just means listening to your body more often and cutting out the bullshit that can cause stress, which makes aging harder on your face and body. Scott said, absolutely love it. I'm getting uh, better as I get older. Can we say this sucks overall, but I'm glad to still be alive. Donald says, depressing. <laughs> then this older gentleman, he posted on it. He, um, his wife, they're in their 60s or 70s. Um, she's in a, she's dealing some major health issues. So he was just saying, you know, what he's going through. Um, Marcel said, physically, it sucks. But beyond grateful to still be kicking it, I do wish 
for it to slow down. Uh, Miss Parker put blessed. Alicia said it's a blessing. Some people said I'm enjoying it. Loving, um, definitely getting better with age. Can we put that and on and on? But tweet us at home and let us know what what do you feel? How do you feel about aging? Stephen I show SHO. All right, so hot topic. So a jury jury awarded $83.3 million to Eugene Carroll on Friday in a stinging and expensive rebuke to former President Donald Trump for his continual social media attacks against the longtime advice columnist over her claims that he sexually assaulted her in a Manhattan department store. Now, the award, coupled with a $5 million sexual assault and defamation verdict last year from another jury in the case brought by Carol, raised $88.3 million, what Trump must pay her. Uh, protesting vigorously, he said he would appeal. Now, Carol, who's now 80, clutched her lawyer's hands and smiled as the seven-man, two-woman anonymous jury delivered his verdict. Minutes later, she shared a weeping three-way hug with her attorneys. She didn't make a comment, um, but uh, through her publicist later on, she said, this is a great victory for every woman who stands up against, against uh, sorry, stands up when she's been knocked down and a huge defeat for every bully who has tried to keep a woman down. Now, Trump, um, he attended the trial. He didn't have to attend them, but he did attend the trials. He did storm out while uh, Carol's attorneys uh, we're doing their closing arguments. He returned when his attorney did, but um, but also left uh, for deliberations. Um, but when he left, he said it's absolutely ridiculous and said the statement shortly after the legal system is out of control and being used as a political weapon. So to put things in context, a lot of people thought that this um, trial was about whether or not he sexually assaulted E. Jean Carroll. He was already found guilty of that, hence the $5 million sexual assault and defamation. This was to see how much he would have to pay her because the judge told him to stop talking about her, stop talking about the judge, stop talking about the clerks. And this is what he continued to do on his social media, True Social. He continued to do it um, at his uh, rallies and he did it outside the courtroom. And so they say that's why they feel like the the amount was so high, $83.3 million um, in this case. And he continues to say, it's a witch hunt that they're using it to, um, you know, for political gain when there's no evidence that uh, President Biden or anyone in the White House has any influence over the legal decision. Now, he still faces 91 criminal charges and four indictments accusing him of trying to overturn the 2020 presidential election, mishandling classified documents and uh, arranging payoffs for the porn star. So. Um, I'll start with you, Brittany. Uh, what do you think about this case? And, and you know, he, his, he has some very supportive uh, Trumpers out there, MAGA, as they call them, who they believe everything he says. It's a witch hunt. Um, they're using this for political gain. He's innocent, although he has all these charges in different states, different jurisdictions. What are your thoughts on, do you think this will... Because this has continued to allow him to raise more money and and to get a, a larger lead and against his um rivals. What do you think thoughts on this? I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, why is he still eligible to be a president? Like, I'm so mad that the United States of America job description for presidency minimum requirements is a high school diploma in 35, like or 33 or something mm -hmm. like that. Like, we have to set the bar on who can be a president in the United States. We look absolutely ridiculous other countries probably think we eat crayons like this makes no sense <laughs> like 
I don't get why he is going through all of these court proceedings, all of these allegations, found guilty, and can still be president of America right. if enough want to support him and believe in conspiracy theories. Like, I am... I try not to be completely one way or the other because I try to I ride a fine line politically and yeah. like, okay, for this and I'm not for that. And sometimes I'm for that and sometimes I'm for this. Right. But to have somebody that has all of these court proceedings, on, you can't even get a job if you have an ongoing legal case in certain co companies and corporations. Mm -hmm. So how can he literally be the president without the resolution of this after being found guilty last year? And just like it's made a mockery of, yeah. I feel like. And the thing is, Lynette, he didn't have to attend these courts because they're civil trials. He didn't have to, but he does it because it feeds into I'm the victim. This is a witch hunt. I'm doing this for the country. I'm doing this for my people. Look at me. Woe is me. Um, what do you think it will take for, or do, is there anything that you think? His that he can do that his supporters will be like okay it's gone too far. There's some people have said I'm no I can no longer deal with the chaos, but he has millions of people who are riding with him. Yeah, are you talking to me? Or? Oh, let me. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, stupid is stupid, right? <laughs> and when stupid is stupid, you gotta let stupid be stupid. And we're talking about someone who um, has the ego the size of the universe, mm -hmm. who is a showman, a showman and a con artist, mm -hmm. um, but a big baby. Right. Um, and he represents the mindset of those who follow him. He represents this, this, Oh, I hate to say it, but he represents this Messiah for them. Mm -hmm. He is the the coming mm -hmm. of dot 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 yeah. for them. And let me say, let me say this, Miss Carol. If you looking to adopt, because I I see you don't have no children. <laughs> uh, I'm available. Uh, because I know they have adult adoption. Because. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You 80, and I know you need some help. I take care of my parents right now. And you ain't got no chance. Uh -huh. I think I think Steven need to go ahead and put in his bead to kind of like get well, his. Good, girl. Listen, uh, you need some help up over there. Um, I am more than willing and available, especially now that, that I'm working. So I would be more than happy mm -hmm. to come <laughs> and assist you, you know, on a contingency basis. <laughs> because you need some help, honey. You need some help, and you need a good, strong black woman to yeah. come on over there and help you out a little bit. <laughs> but, but delusion is the word that that comes to mind when it comes to Trump supporters, and and the fact that I'm I'm so upset because it's one of the things that we haven't talked about. Um, this whole thing with 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 Miss Willis down in Atlanta. Oh I don't yeah, know, but I. I when you going after something like that, you gotta make sure your yard is clean. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's true, but I'm just saying because you they coming after you for a specific Funny ways, reason yeah. because they know that you that you can take him down. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you got to make sure that you straight. Yeah, because you you need for this to happen, 
because they making it happen in other places. Right. And this was so the strongest I, case against them. This is the strongest case against them. These strongest. Yeah. So I, you know, I hope. I don't care. I hope that everything goes through and at yeah. least maybe like 89 of the 91 counts he's found guilty of. That's it. Yeah. Because I feel like we always, you know, have to come overly qualified. Absolutely. Anything just to get some sort of justice. Like, or get hurt. And it's so not fair. Yep. Well, they were just saying. See what the case. What they're saying with that case with Fonnie Williams here in Atlanta, they're saying that the worst thing that can happen is she gets fired or she steps down. The case will still move forward. It'll just be delayed, which would happen after the election, which could cause you know, chaos. Because that's what he wants. Right, exactly. If he gets elected, then he's mm -hmm. untouchable. Right. Well, well, until he gets sworn in. It's harder, yeah. Um, It would be harder, and then he wants to be able to change the law right. to give immunity to prep, well, no, to him. This ain't about other presidents. No. He no. wants to be able to give immunity to himself. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just like they're changing, all the Republicans are doing all these changes in the yep. states. You know, I mean, this is for a self-fulfilling prophecy. This ain't Absolutely. got nothing to do with the people. Exactly. Oh, the House or the Senate? Which one right now? They're controlling, so he will get the bills, the legislation passed because mm -hmm. they control majority in one yeah. of them. Yeah. And real quick about this last case with um, E. Jean Carroll. He keeps saying he's never met her. He doesn't know who she is. I don't know who that lady is. But they have a picture of him with her. And when they were deposing him, they showed him the picture and said, who is this woman? And he got it mistaken with his ex-wife, his second wife. So he's saying, I would never met. Look at her. Look at her. She's 80 now. But back in 96, you thought it was your ex-wife. So She looked just like looked, Marla. Uh, Marla, exactly. <laughs> she looked just like Marla. Right. Right. Probably better back then. <laughs> and she's not a bad well, woman now. She's doing a lot of press today. She's not a bad woman at 80. Yeah, back then, I think she probably looked better than Marla. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Daryl George's suspension from school over his locks will finally be addressed in court. A judge has officially stated a trial date. This is your uh, area, Houston. Uh, no, According to reports, Jordan's been um, enforced hiatus uh, since August 31st after Texas Barbers Hill High School officials suspended him. Their reason, his twist locks violated the dress code. Apparently the school has a strict policy on hair length, which George locks exceed. Per pe people, uh, Chambers County Judge Chap Chain set the trial date to begin February 22nd. Ruling came down Wednesday, this past Wednesday. The upcoming legal dispute will determine whether the school has ostracized the team by violating the Crown Act. As you will probably recall, a new law which went into effect September uh, September 1st prohibits discrimination against different different bases. Uh, meanwhile, George remains suspended from school and cannot return to in-person class, in class. Instead, he's in uh, ISS, in school suspension. So David Bloom, he's a district spokesperson, remains adamant that unless George cuts his hair, he would stay in ISS. Now, he can still continue. He could still graduate. But again, he wouldn't be able to be in class. 
And his mother spoke out and she said, I have a son, an 18 year old who wants to go to school, who wants to get his education and y'all are messing with him. Why? Mm -hmm. Now, Barbara Hill Superintendent Greg Poole has previously defended the district's policy and a paid advertisement in the Houston Chronicle earlier uh, this month. He asserted that the traditional hairdress, um, dress code, excuse me, uh, could, uh, contributes to safer and academic school environments. He said, we will not lose sight of the main goal, high standards for our students by bending the political pressure or responding to misinformed media reports. Uh, these entities have lesser goals than ultimately, that ultimately harm kids. Additionally, he believes that being an American requires conform uh, conformity. Now, um, this is what George is saying about it. He said, I love my hair. It's sacred. It's my strength. All I want to do is go to school and be a modest student. I'm being harassed by school officials and treated like a dog. This is your uh, your uh, state and your city. Um, what do you think about this? Because, you know, he, Texas, they're kind of behind a lot of the laws when it, as it relates to progressive, some of the progressive laws. And the Crown Act really protects people from being discriminated against their hairstyles. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think that... Um, this young man will be able to come back in class or do you think that uh, Texas will ultimately uh, not allow him to come back? Oh, I think that, okay, well, I have a disclaimer. As a Texan, we are taught that we are our own nation. If the United States would just let us succeed, you know, we would be a well, great Well, some of y'all laws and, and with Abbott, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we are our own and so we proceed as business as usual with that. But yeah. I, I honestly don't know one way or the other how this is going to go. I definitely think that Texas is a traditionally red state. Growing up in Texas, you are taught to not get pulled over in small cities because you will come up missing. It yeah. is definitely um, Blacks are the minority um, to whites. Asians and Hispanics like mm -hmm. so we get smaller we're closer to the border and I do not think that that's one thing that attracted me about Atlanta I used to live in DC for a little bit like or DMV area um mm -hmm. not as progressive it's not as many of us we are not as African-American culture it has changed though yeah. a lot of people from Atlanta have moved to Houston but with as big as Texas is I don't think it's enough to change right. the law that much is going to take a lot of work. So I don't know how this is going to work out. Eleanor, mm -hmm. um, part of the, the rule, the school code was the hair couldn't come past the ears. So he braided it up so that it wouldn't and still, um, you know, was punished for it. What do you think about um, Texas not acknowledging the Crown Act? And this young man um, who wants to go to school having to attend um, in, in school suspension. So here we are again, having to um, be crucified for something that grows out of our head. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's ridiculous. And I say that and I, and I call bullshit because I guarantee you there's a bunch of white girls in that school who have long hair, but it doesn't apply to them. Um, it's probably a couple of white white boys in there with some hair too, but 
it's always a fight when it comes to us, especially in states that are predominantly red. Mm -hmm. um, they really want to take us back to slavery where, you know, we have no rights and people, our people just really don't realize how serious it is with everything that's going on. And then to be a parent where your child is, he's actually a good student and he's removed and he's put in in-school suspension, which is generally for problem children. Right. It's for and behavior. Has to be that's a that's for behavioral type mm -hmm. issues in school suspension, and that's where he has to be until until the end of the school year because I think he's a senior, right? Yeah. Um, one, it's embarrassing, it's degrading, it's disrespectful, and it takes away from from the education that he's supposed to be getting. Um, I surely do hope that it turns out in his favor. Um, I hope that Texas can become some form of a progressive type of state with certain things. I don't know who is black down there that's fighting for us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can't speak on that, but they need people down there. Now, I feel like their governor is definitely trying to be another Ron DeSantis. And I oh, thought yeah. that he might not want to go that route because Florida is crashing and burning. Mm -hmm. um, so you might not want to take a page out of that playbook because this is not going to end well um, for his political career. Mm -hmm. But when people are in power like that, they they feel like they're untouchable, just like the orange agent. So right. that we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, over Abbott, I did. I learned this. I was yesterday, today's years old, when I learned how he got um, wheelchair bound. You know, I didn't know that that it was something that happened recently. You know, like in recent years, I thought he was like that for a while. But it's, you know, God don't like ugly. But we, we take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Tiana Taylor's um, divorce to Ahmed, Aman, um, Schubert, and. Um, Haley Bailey, she's clapping back at fans and says she's gaslighting uh, about her pregnancy. And then um, Kim Burrell, she's going viral. Right back after this. Woke up and noticed you weren't there. It should be you the one I see when I wake, yeah. Playing every moment over in my head. Why? Tell me why you're not here Speculations Don't know what's happened But set up forever's They became nevers What we doing? Is this what you really want? What I was going for 
Hey, everybody, it's Charles Jenkins, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and, of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com. Check us out on YouTube if you'd rather watch us. All right, so Tiana Taylor is clearing the air on recent reports about her ongoing divorce to Iman Schumer. Um, the actress shared a now-deleted statement clarifying court documents that reportedly accuse her estranged husband of cutting off their home facilities, utilities, excuse me. Um, details of the filing were pulled and exclusively reported by TMZ on January 26th. The LA claims that Tiana accused Iman of cutting off the home's Wi-Fi and cable, followed by their running water the next day. And this reports about their divorce in November revealed Iman moved out in October. The alleged new documents reportedly say that his brother warned Tiana that Iman intended to cut shut the power off. However, uh, Tiana wrote a lengthy paragraph about the reports in her statement. She uh, reaffirmed her previous public requests for folks to mind their damn business and called out misleading headlines. 
This is the second time she has spoken out requesting privacy amid the of divorce. Now, on Friday, she again clarified that she has not given any public statements about her divorce to any media outlets. Ultimately, she explained how the information about her divorce was uh, was being sourced. She reminded everybody that initially when she filed a divorce, she used their initials so it remained private. But um, she said somebody, we all know it was Amon, um, made it public when he when they put their full names on the documents. Now, as previously reported, she filed in January 2023 using her and Amon's initials. Um, a court filed filing by Schubert used their full names, making the documents public in November. In January, paperwork uh, TLR cited that the marriage was intraceivable break broken. Uh, Taylor reportedly sought temporary and permanent primary physical custody and joint legal custody of their daughters and child support. Since moving out, Taylor reportedly claims that Iman has not financially provided for the girls per TMZ's latest report. Previously reporting has also cited court documents alleging accusing Iman Schubert of ne negligent uh, child care. Now, Tiana shocked her fans by announcing their split from Iman in September amid claims of his infidelity, but she dismissed those rumors and assured the fans they remained best of friends. At the time, she did not comment or mention divorce. However, when Tiana's divorce filings became public two months later, it revealed allegations of narcissistic traits, jealousy of her career, and emotional abuse. To note, TMT reports that the new filings accused Iman of leaving Tiana with a $200,000 uh, bill and home renovations. The document reportedly claims that he initiated the upgrades and promised to reimburse Tiana for the co cost, but hasn't. In her deleted statement, Tiana didn't confirm much, but imp implied her utilities were shut off. However, she said they were shut, they were back on the next, the same day. She said that her kids are not going to be sitting ducks. And according to TMZ. The filing, her lawyer said that um, they brought the matter to court for accountability purposes. Their filing reportedly has nothing to do with Tiana's ability to provide financially. But um, she pretty much is asking that. Um, so, so the court has said they have to do a stay, which means they have to keep the house up, keep the utilities running while they go through the divorce proceedings. Um, and she's asking for the judge to step in so he can start paying child support. Now, um, Linnea, initially she wanted this to be private. She kept this, uh, a, you know, a straight face for everyone saying we're still best of friends. There's no cheating. God is good. We're still going to raise these kids together. And then he uh, went on to make it public. And now we're seeing more into the messy side of this divorce. Uh, what are your thoughts on all of this? Uh, um. I hate the fact that you can find out anything. All you have to do is file a motion mm -hmm. when it comes to people's private business relating to divorces and stuff like that. And the fact that you can get that information is just mind boggling. Having worked in family law for 10 years myself, yeah um it's unfortunate because these blogs don't take into consideration these people have children mm -hmm. so when you you do this for for uh to um sensationalize and and clickbait 
so you can make money. Right. So <laughs> there is no moral compass relating to that, unfortunately. And she still hasn't gone into anything about whatever they're going through because it ain't nobody's business. Right. Luckily, she was able to hold on to it for as long as she could before it got out. Um, but unfortunately, the world that we live in, um, it's crazy how certain laws just give people free reign to be up in your business, up in your life. And to wreak havoc and then leave you pick up the pieces to pick up the pieces. Mm -hmm. So God, God, God bless her. And you know what? God is blessing her because she just announced that she is going to be playing Dion Warwick. Yeah. Warwick, yeah. Uh-huh. Which, make, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I it's hard to focus on is it seems like every time you take a step. Something got to come in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, to try to damper your spirit. But she's constantly doing things and being recognized. And I just hope that this doesn't affect her in a way. Especially, I'm, I'm saying that as a creator. And, and Stephen, mm -hmm. you know what I'm going through right. with my pride and, and me having to have an attorney and all this other stuff. So I, I wish her nothing but the best. I, even even a mom, because again, we only right. hear what the blogs are saying. Yeah. Those two are really saying nothing. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Yeah. And and I believe that her production company is is producing the uh biopic. One of them. Yeah. Yep. One mm -hmm. of them. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts, Brittany? I hate this for them. I really do. I thought they were gonna make it. Like, Me too. Really them, but I definitely think that it's something to be said, the fact that he filed with his actual name, I think that, you know, with a separation of a family, you know, ain't nobody wins when the family feuds. That's what Jay-Z says. So I think that the gloves do come off. And yeah. I hope that they get to a point to where they can fight amicably and not nasty. Right. You know, like, times we get so caught in trying to win and stuff that we don't consider the aftermath once you right. know nobody you know so i do think there is some underlying things going on that we don't know about i definitely agree with lania like there should be some point in privacy that she's asking for but that's just the world that we live in today but i think yeah. it's something to be it's the fact that he filed with the names and let it be known i think that there might be a little bit of like jealousy with the fact that his basketball career has ended. He is on the side trying to get to Tiana's, you know, level of success with her music. Um, and he, I think he even did music and it didn't take off like hers did. So I do think that where there's smoke, there's fire, but I hate it for him. Yeah. And the fact that he had the utilities cut off knowing his children lived there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you know like you know you're supposed to keep paying the bills until they tell you what to stop and what to not you know he knew right. yeah hmm. yeah i hate this for them too because they are a beautiful family but um hopefully they find peace in all of this uh, especially for the children all right so Haley bill let me ask, i want you all's opinion y'all both mothers so she's clapping back a social media user who accused her of gaslighting her fans initially hiding her pregnancy if you remember a lot of people speculated that she was pregnant for a long time and she um she never denied but she she never confirmed 
And so, um, you know, she, um, she went on to have the baby with her boyfriend, DDG, who's a rapper. And um, now she's had the baby. She had baby boy. Now she's showing maternity uh, photo shoots. She's showing videos of her and um, Chloe dancing when she was pregnant. Uh, over the weekend, she showed a, a photo shoot she did where she edited out the her, her pregnancy belly at the time. And so someone uh, took the social media and said, I don't think people are upset that she hit her pregnancy, but they said um, they said that she shaded people for calling them and called them desperate who wanted, you know, when they were accused of being pregnant. But now she wants these uh, she's giving these desperate people every little detail. So Haley Bailey, she clapped back. She said, I never lied or even said anything about it, honey. Making a joke about my nose was the furthest it went. I'll never understand why you are mad. I protected my own peace. Wouldn't you do the same? I'm going to share pics of pics now if I want to because my son is here safely. If you don't want to see it, keep scrolling, baby. Laughing out loud. God bless you. So, what are your thoughts? Um, uh, I'll start with you, Lania. You know, she kept the pregnancy secret, and a lot of people thought because you know she's a Little Mermaid. You know, and she was promoting that and that, you know, she can't be seen pregnant as a little mermaid, um, even though she shot that years prior. Um, but now we're getting everything we missed during the pregnancy, we're getting it now. What are your thoughts? Um, this ties into what I just said about privacy. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're pregnant, who the hell are you? to tell me I'm gaslighting you because I didn't want to put out there and share my pregnancy journey. You're no one to me. You're nothing to me. With, the, with them being in the spotlight, that's already stressful. Now you're pregnant. That's adding even more stress. And stress, which people don't understand, when you're pregnant, Everything you going through and you pregnant, your baby is feeling. Yeah. Period. And she needed to protect herself and her baby during that time. So she did what needed to be done. And I'm so tired of these people who think that they are entitled to be in somebody's life and business on a daily basis. What? They eat don't make you shit. It's none of your business. Mm -hmm. Like that, she did what was best for her. She ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. No, none of these celebrities do. And I, these people really have a problem with boundaries. Mm -hmm. They really have a serious problem with boundaries. You don't know those people. How about you go invest and do something with your life? Because obviously you got this much time to worry about what a celebrity that you don't know is doing. You ain't got nothing going on in your life, and you are a sad little person. <laughs> Brittany, so this person is saying that they're not mad that, and that don't think people are mad that she hit the pregnancy. They're mad that now she's giving us too much about what she didn't show during the pregnancy. What are your thoughts? Um, I completely understand what Lania is saying. Let's kind of like respectfully disagree. I definitely understand what the fans are saying. They're saying like, pick a side. Like for me personally, I don't post my kids mm -hmm. or 
pregnancy. Like I don't give any information. Like you cannot go on my social media and see what my kids look like and see them in public. And I think like, I definitely understand Lania, nobody's entitled to right. know that you're pregnant or that, you know, when you're pregnant, how far are you? We're not entitled to those things and you are more than um, welcome to protect your peace but then why show us after like I mean if you're going to protect it protect the newborn because I mean even after being a new mom is stressful like my first time being a mom I made so many mistakes and then mm -hmm. look at Krishan she wasn't even holding the baby head right like we made all kind of mistakes so I'm like if you're gonna in my opinion I agree with Lania. It's your decision one way or the other. If you want to post every second, by all means, I get that too. But right. kind of decide either keep it private to yourself all the way or just, you know, or be selective, but don't do it and then come back and be like, you missed my first day eating. You missed my third trimester. You missed it. <laughs> you know, like it's kind of confusing. You don't know if you want the privacy or you want us to like love on you. We're kind of confused. That's right. Yeah. And I agree. I agree with both of you that she definitely has the right to do what she wants to do. But I thought it was kind of funny because, you know, she did. People knew she was pregnant. You know what I mean? And I think people did respect it. They knew, you know, again, the first, you know, the black uh, Little Mermaid and everything. But they showed the ultrasound. They showed <laughs> the maternity suit. The, I mean, uh, uh, photo shoot. They showed all this stuff. It was like, he didn't want us to see all this. So why are we seeing it now? You know, now the baby's here. <laughs> But I do agree, you know, and, and maybe because the fact that she couldn't show it, maybe she had contractual agreements where she couldn't show it. And now that it's over, she wants to show it. But it does kind of go like, okay, well, we don't even care anymore. But, you know, but it's it was because of Disney. Like, do you think it was because she's a Disney princess now? Like, maybe society so, perception or something? It could have so been. It could you can surmise that that could be one of the things. And yeah. during if she had if she just had this baby, mm -hmm. she was still she was pregnant during the press tour. During yeah, because she had filmed it when she was like eighteen, and she was twenty yeah, something so, when the movie came out. Yeah, so when the movie came out, she had to be she had to have just found out she was right. My last year, am I correct? Right. Yeah. So she had you know she was she was pregnant mm -hmm. sometime during this press conference. And, you know, sometimes there could be a clause in the contract, right. especially for us, um, you know, when it comes to pregnancies and all that nonsense. Mm -hmm. um, and that could also play a part into it. That's why, you know, that's why people are strategic when they do certain things Yeah. Um, when it comes to that, because that could have been in her contract because, mm -hmm. of course, she had to let them know that she was pregnant. Right. You're promoting this movie, uh, not married, because it definitely would have been different if she was married. Yeah, but yeah. you're not married, yeah. and you're promoting this movie, so there prop there was definitely conversations between her camp and Disney, um, mm. to figure out how to move. Yeah, during that time, and and this was probably part of it. Mm. Um, either way, I never care about what's going on in my business. I right. can get my Based off right. when we do the show, uh -huh. but yeah, I mean, I I know for me it's just okay. Good kudos to you, child, because right. now they yeah. gonna what's gonna happen? All right. they gonna do is try if your baby gonna be cute or if your baby gonna be ugly, and everybody's gonna <laughs> exactly. talk about you. Uh huh. I, I have a question to what Lania said. 
why is it that if she is a Disney princess and did get pregnant by her boyfriend, why is it that we as a society still place so much pressure on being married before the baby? Because it's so the divorce rate is so high, mm-hmm. and we kind of like shame people into hiding pregnancies because they aren't married or forcing them into an unhealthy marriage because they got married, they got pregnant out of wedlock. And then it just mm-hmm. divorce rate in broken homes. Right. So, so dealing in that realm that she's in, especially for black women. And the first black. And the first black. You know, we are years no, removed. Honey, but, uh, Princess Tiana was the first black. I mean, no, I mean mermaid. First, the first black mermaid. Mm. So there's always, it, it amazes me, we're in 2024 and there's always a first black something. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That amazes me beyond you, but you said it earlier when we were talking about something. We always have to work 10 times harder. Yeah. We always have to, we always have to give more mm-hmm. than our counterparts mm-hmm. when it comes to anything take out the celebrity right i don't know what 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 your position is Brittany, but i know i just left a toxic ass workplace after 10 years with no plan i ain't gonna mm-hmm. hold the best decision i could have made only mm-hmm. black woman at my job only woman at only black woman for the last 10 years only woman for the last three of it mm-hmm. and I was going through straight hell mm-hmm. and I had to find my voice because we get to a job and we be like oh I ain't gonna say nothing I don't want to be the angry black woman right let me say something once I got my power back I no longer cared yeah so yeah. it all depends it all depends I- that, like I definitely agree with you. I think that it's just so fair, un- unfair that that society places so much pressure on us mm-hmm. to commit to these relationships because we have kids by these men. And then now you have broken families like Tiana and Iman fighting mm-hmm. in court over mm-hmm. where to spend the summers and the holidays. And I feel oh. like, you know, it's just an unfair, you mm-hmm. know, um, expectation placed on us because of we got to come out unscathed from getting pregnant yeah. by boys. you know like it don't work like Stephen. this could be a whole nother thing i know <laughs> i know oh i know let's get to our last time we're not gonna talk about kim Burrell. maybe next time but uh, i want to congratulate you to the kansas city chiefs and san francisco 49ers they're going to the super bowl <laughs> i felt bad for the lions because this is the first time that they were going and I was I had turned on the game last night. They were up 24 to 0. I said, they got this. I turned this channel, came back third quarter. What happened? Tied up <laughs> and then they lost. But um, anyway, but this is the only thing I ask people. We know Taylor Swift goes to the games. We know that she's dating no boy. I don't need to know her play by play. Today I was watching TV and every show that talked about the Super Bowl, they went to Taylor Swift. You think she's going to perform in the Super, um, the halftime show? You think she'll make the game? Yeah. No, she's not performing. Usher is the halftime show. DMZ had to release a thing saying she's not performing. Duh! Like, this is not what it is. And this is, but this is also the NFL capitalizing off of this. this they said that she brought $30 million to the league this year. Oh, I heard 
through to the game I heard. It's insane. And it's nothing, it's nothing on Taylor. It's just the media Wait. taking this thing and, and you know, um Ply said, Can y'all please stop shoving Taylor Swift down the football fans' throats? Like, don't nobody want to see. Listen, my team been eliminated, but I don't want to see this broad. Like, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I don't want to see her because she has nothing to do with football, period. But that's them capitalizing off of this. Because let me tell you something. Uh, Russell Wilson got a whole beautiful black wife. You don't see them going half cocked over Sierra. All the you celebrities go to these games. All these, all these people, you don't see, you don't see nobody else's wife or girlfriend being highlighted. It's, it's she's only a girlfriend. She's not even a wife. A new girlfriend. And needless to say, he looked better with the sister, but I ain't gonna go there. <laughs> oh, Kayla was so pretty. I follow her on Instagram. She is gorgeous, <laughs> and I like, I did like him better with her. His dance moves. Better. So and again, it's not, for me. It's nothing against Taylor. So I just don't. I don't care. Don't care. She has nothing to do with football. It's so frustrating. All right, all right. Well, good luck. Who do you have predictions, real quick, before we go? In predictions, uh, Chiefs or 49ers? Who do you think, Brittany? I don't watch football, okay. I only know the best. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, even though I don't care for either one, I'm gonna go with San Francisco because I can't stand Kansas City. And even with this whole Taylor Swift thing, that solidifies the fact that I can't <laughs> never want to see Taylor again. <laughs> Ever. I have a feeling Kansas City got this. They're becoming a dynasty now. So but we'll see what happens. Brittany, thank you so much for joining us tonight for our topics. Amazing. Y'all have a great platform. I loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lania. And listen, when we come back, more reviews right back after this. Answering. I don't really know what is the hold up, 
But I know she's not out with another nigga She's not answering She's not answering So strange man is on the telephone <laughs> He keeps telling me my baby ain't home She ain't got no party line The situation blowing my mind I'm trying to call my girlfriend But she's not answering I don't really know what is the hold up But I know she's not out with another nigga She's not answering She's not answering Yeah <clears throat> You know Gotta grind hard, gotta hustle hard You know, you don't grind, you don't eat Yeah Look, fighting for my dream, put a strain in my plans. Eh. Travel through the world, gotta hustle for them bands. Eh. Fighting through my struggle, never lose who I am. Eh. Cause that's just who I am. Eh. That's just who I am. Eh. Fighting for my dreams, put a strain in my plans. Eh. Travel through the world, gotta hustle for them bands. Eh. Fighting through my struggle, never lose who I am. Eh. Cause that's just who I am. Look, that's just who Look, I, I am. For a better change Sick of being broke Zero dollars to my last name For real Minimum wage I remember them days Late bills, late fees Stressing over race I'm begging for money Pockets hurting, breaking down mentally Trying to keep trying Hell breaks loose, but it can't break me Yeah, Came about that struggle, yeah, that made me Yes, I got it out the mud And that raised me My life is like a movie You can see me up in AC If you ain't on your grind Travel through the world, gotta hustle for them bands eh. Fighting through my struggle, never lose who I am eh. Cause that's just who I am, eh. that's just who I am eh. Fighting for my dreams, put a strain in my plans eh. Travel through the world, gotta hustle for them bands eh. Fighting through my struggle, never lose who I am eh. Cause that's just who I am, look, that's just who I am I held myself back when I was down in the place I couldn't think straight, depression's such a villainous state I'm hanging out late I couldn't fight my demons with strength And the person that I love turned her back in my face She gone devastated and frustrated Falling back to basics I'm stressing over lawyer fees Fighting just to make it I couldn't see my son Had to watch him being taken These wrongs don't make it right Had to numb my pain with drinking, yeah Came on about that struggle, yeah, that made me Yes, I got it out the mud And that raised me My life is like a movie You can see me up in AC If you ain't on your grinding You wasting your time, uh-huh Fighting for my dream Put a strain in my plans eh. Travel through the world Gotta hustle for them bands eh. Fighting through my struggle Never lose who I am eh. Cause that's just who I am eh. That's just who I am eh. Fighting for my dreams Put a strain in my plans eh. Travel through the world Gotta hustle for them bands
Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Adam, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great, Stephen. Uh, it's getting cold again here in D.C., so, you know, we're back to yeah. that, but uh, not too bad. How about you? I can't complain. It was rainy last week, and the rain has gone away, but now the cold is back, so, you know, you can't have it all. Exactly. I mean, it is January, but still. <laughs> right, exactly. Like okay. A little warmer. Right. <laughs> well, Chica is not feeling well tonight, so we're going to hold it down. I'll let you uh, get started with your movie reviews. Yeah, sure thing. So I am going through my uh, Oscar-nominated films as best as I can. And last week I saw American Fiction. And this is a movie that just actually came out uh, probably yeah. at the end of last year. I don't know if yeah. you've seen it. but uh, I saw it Saturday. I was gonna oh, about. perfect. Well, then I'll tell you all about it. So yeah, I mean, first of all, I thought it was great. It was uh, awesome. But yeah, for the audience, so Jeffrey Wright stars as a writer in L.A., a black writer in L.A., and he is not having much uh, commercial success with his books. They're not with, uh, you know, his agent says is black enough for what the audience wants. Mm -hmm. So out of spite, he writes a book that fills all the black stereotypes he can and puts it in as much um, leans into that as much as possible and of course it becomes a hit a hit successful <laughs> and he has to kind of navigate how to approach what happens next um it's based on a book called erasure uh from 2001 uh, by author uh percival everett and it's actually the book falls basically the same storyline and you can kind of see some of those parallels in the um the movie only in the sense that kind of it has that it feels like it feels like a story that could really come out in like the late 90s and have that kind of feel that the author was going for but really what i liked about this movie is the premise is kind of the um the trick to get you in and it's really about his family and yeah. him dealing with his family and what's going on mm -hmm. uh the the story starts without too much spoilers with him going back home to Boston area yeah. to see his mom and his sister um, and eventually his brother. But we really get a, a story about his life, his family dynamics, how what his family's going through and everything involved with that, which I thought was a great, uh, great mm -hmm. kind of trick to get you into it. Um the other thing I liked is it was very meta. So as I was going at the very beginning, I was like, okay, you know, we'll see how this plot goes along. Right. Where do they go with the story? I'm like, how are exactly. they going to finish this? Mm. But the, the, the movie references itself, not directly, but you know, it, the movie is kind of like this, his story is almost this movie. Yeah. Uh, and as you go along, you start to see that more. And, um, the director, Cord Jefferson, this is his first, I think, film debut movie, mm. but he does a really good job of kind of telling that story, yeah. giving us kind of those good layers. I will say also, um, Sterling Brown is uh, plays his younger brother, and he mm -hmm. does, he's nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I think he should. I mean, I haven't seen the other movies. I can't say too soon, yeah. but he he was the standout star. I don't know what your thoughts were. Yeah, he, he was he was great. There. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love they had uh, Jeffrey Wright, as you said, he's the main character. Tracy Ellis Ross, Sterling K. Brown, Erica Alexander from Living Single. It's great to see her on the big screen. Yeah, um, I actually saw her in the movie during the pandemic um, on Amazon Prime, um, which she was really good in that, but it wasn't like a big feature film like this. So it's great to see her on the screen again. Um, Issa Rae, I loved her character. 
At first, I didn't know much about him. I mean, I didn't know what to think about her. Um, you know, what made me want to see this movie, this was like last year I was watching YouTube and the, the trailer came on out of nowhere. And when she, that one scene, spoiler alert, when she's at the book, um, book you know, doing it, <laughs> the book reading, and it seems like it's just about her culture and her people, and she reads an <laughs> excerpt. And that's when I said, I got to watch this movie. I love Issa Rae. But John Ortez, he plays the agent. Um, but it was such it was such a great movie, in my opinion. Um, it touched on so many different layers, family situations. We all know going back home, the family sometimes can now, depending on your family dynamics, can be interesting. Mm -hmm. And um, but really, you know, he was talking about going home to his family, and then really what they needed in the end was each other. You know what I mean? To get through all the things that were they had gone through and they were going through. Um, the only thing, and I, I posted because I posted on uh, Facebook and, and uh, X is how great a movie it was. And uh, most people agreed, but pe people said, I have questions about the ending. Because they did leave you, they left it to your imagination how what happens next. You know, um, what do you think about the ending? Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, spoilers for anyone who's going to watch it, you know, stop listening right now and come back in a few minutes but yeah uh i thought it was good enough because again as i'm watching it i'm like how how does he end this how is he going to end this right. film where he announces yeah. that he's the actual author of the story like where do they go with this like is he going to announce right. it are they going to like admonish him so i like that they gave it those like different outs scenarios like, oh, what yeah. about right this right about that uh I, in my opinion, I think he should have done the romantic ending just because you're like, oh, yes, 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 yes. It. But again, that goes to the very meta nature of it. Of like, let's give the audience what they want, perceive what, what they, they want. And yeah. um, it'd be interesting to see if that's how the book ended. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, watching how it ended, it was it was cool to see these these multiple endings and him just kind of saying, well, what about do this? And of course, it falls into the director, the producer saying, oh, this is a perfect ending. Right. Uh, I so know. we kind of knew that would happen. But yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I think I was fine with it. Like, I mean, besides the romantic ending, what ending could they give it? And if they did I didn't like it, the one where he gets shot up. No, no. And you know what? So that's in the trailer. And when I saw that in the trailer, I was like, this has to be like a fantasy scene. Because anytime right. trailers show oh, you something knew that, that yeah. traumatic, you're just like, uh, this is can't be really part of the movie. There's got to be some kind of fantasy yeah. scene. So um yeah yeah and you know his you know sterling brown being the brother that's kind of lost his identity and it's kind of lost his wife family yeah you know, being who he is now but really is someone on kind of a destructive path. i mean and, and took and like he accepted he's well we'll, we'll we'll give it away but he takes on this new identity he takes it like, yes like, yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, for real and i mean i you know i don't know if sterling's older than us or younger than us but he definitely works out more than we do um, no, he is. He he's on uh, my age. He's oh, okay. my age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he stays in shape. But I mean, you know, Hollywood actor. No, I started a new fitness uh, uh routine today. <laughs> I did. Was it the Sterling Brown routine? Because whatever, I need I need the Sterling Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, that was good. You know, I I'll say you know I didn't expect. So since we're in spoilers, I didn't expect the sister dying so suddenly. Um, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. They but, really. But, I like the way it was kind of interesting the way they showed things because you didn't really well they showed her dying but they really didn't show her dying you just saw her legs you know what I mean you know what I mean yeah and I I, I do wonder is that like 
that's probably how some people in real life experience death. Of yeah, people. but like, that, that, that's what he it. saw. Yeah, that's what he saw. You and know? that was like the affirmation that you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. she's, she's yeah. back. And the mom, you know, they started on that early on yeah. when she forgot that, that Tracy was married. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess one thing is, and I know it's a movie, so they had to speed up things. But the timeline was, I couldn't really understand. Like, no, yeah, I agree. Like, this is happening. Then he's already like at a movie deal, and I was like, how yeah. fast are they moving? No, so, it did. It did. You did see things speed up along. But I did like, I love that the, um, I don't know if she was the maid or the, the housekeeper, the house help that she ended up uh, finding her love, you know me. Yeah, 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 she had a happy ending. So I guess that's that's what they gave us. They gave us a little- That's the happy ending we get. <laughs> yes, yes. And then we realize, you know, his life's going to be complicated and, you know- and, and, and I also thought about this because, you know, apparently he had the same, um, the, the, he, he had to like, like, a lot like his father mm-hmm. they would his siblings and his mom would tell him that um that he was always in his head he was always doubting himself he was always hardening himself and how do you break that you know because he's the man in probably his late 40s in the movie how do you break that that at that stage in your life yeah you're yeah exactly like we got illusions that you know his dad killed himself shot yep. himself in the head and if he's very much like his dad and his mom says you know you're always too hard on yourself you're always your you know he does have to figure out how do i yeah how does he break that I, and that's a good question we don't know yeah um, yeah but but this movie it made you laugh mm-hmm. it made you sad it made me cry but it made me sad at some points and it really touched on a lot of all the feels um but i thought it was a solid movie the ending, I'm still side-eyeing, but I thought it was a solid movie. Um, and, and it was like, because I didn't really know what to think going into it. I liked the cast. Um, I liked the trailer. But I didn't yeah. expect it to be as intricate as it was. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Exactly. Because the trailer did make it seem a little, like, cheesy at points where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, let's yeah. let Michael B. Jordan have him. What's it called? That little right. thing. And yeah. the guy's like a do-rag. He's like, yeah. And I was like, right. oh, is this going to be really cheesy in that aspect? But like, even when he was writing the story and then the characters start talking to him. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, what do you I want really me to say? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. um, this well, I give it, I give it five stars. I give it five stars. Yeah, yeah, I would give it, you know, nine out of ten. Uh, yeah, yeah, highly recommend. Watch it. This is probably the first like highly recommend movie I've done in mm-hmm. a while. But yeah, and they're nominated for five Oscars altogether, so I hope they win some. Don't, don't, yeah, don't. yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, the best picture is probably going to be the crowded field, but still. Um, yeah, everyone thinks it's going to be. What is that? The movie, the crowded field. Well, that's just no. It's a crowded field of movies. Oh, everyone thinks it's going to be. Oppenheimer, whatever. Oppenheimer, yeah. Oppenheimer, they think that they think they're gonna do a sweep. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, Oppenheimer was fine. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed this movie better than Oppenheimer, but mm. of course. Uh, and again, it kind of goes to that that self referential part of the movie where he joins mm. this uh, prize panel because you're like, oh, you get the opportunity to judge your. Oh yeah. Literally and then disgusted him. that everybody loved his book. Yes. And I'm like, well, that's true. Everything's so subjective and people are going to do But I did like it. the conversation he had with Easter Ray's character mm-hmm. um, when they were talking about the book. And he was saying, you like this book, but... No, you don't like this book, but the book you wrote is very similar. And how he almost offended her. But she explained. She wasn't being shallow. She was giving the readers what they wanted. And that's what I feel like. So that's why I said the movie felt like the book was written in 2001 and it has that very 90s feel because yeah. in the 90s, everyone felt like you're selling out if you're doing this, you're down, you know. Right. And 
it's fine to sell out because you're making money and you're doing you're getting that's what his agent was like you've never gotten this much money on no book (laughs) exactly yeah that's i was almost angry at him when he was like oh let's cancel the book deal i was like you're just complaining about how much you don't have any money and now you want to cancel this lucrative deal yeah Um, and then he had to um provide for his mother her care and all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, highly recommend go check it out. And actually, that's the only thing I got a chance to really uh, watch this weekend. So that's all I got. I know a lot of shows are coming back um, in February. You know, the writer's strike del- delayed a lot of it, but a lot of them will come back in February. So we'll see what comes up. Anything on your um, radar? Uh, Well, so TV shows, Abbott Elementary is finally coming back next month. Yeah, uh, I've been waiting way too long for that. Uh, right. Besides that, you know, I'm going to try to catch the other Oscar-nominated movies. I might skip a few because some of them I see and I'm like, I don't have any interest in this. I'm not going to mm-hmm. waste my time with. But um, this Argyle movie that's not nominated, but that's like kind of the new release, this one that's supposed to be like a spy action movie, that I might go to. I am worried because they've been promoting it nonstop for like the past six months. I'm sure you saw it in the trailers for your movies. Mm-hmm. It's the one with the spies and all that stuff. Yeah. So, We'll see. Let me ask you real. Let me ask you real quick about. They said Barbie got snubbed because um, the actress and director didn't get the nomination. Um, Whoopi Goldberg said that there is no snubs. She said that there are a lot of great movies that come out. You know, she sits on the the voting uh, for the Oscars. She said that there are so many great movies that come out that everyone doesn't get an award or nomination. But people were saying that the fact that Ken got nominated and Barbie didn't pretty much. Fed into the theme of the story, <laughs> like <laughs> the know? patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think uh, that's a snub? Because it's went on. I mean, the numbers that the movie sold were great, and it's yeah. by a woman director. Uh, I don't. You know, it goes back to kind of the conversation with Issa Rae. Like, she gave the market what she wanted. She had the mm. number one movie of last year, millions of dollars. If you really needed an award to validate yourself, then why? You know, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, you know, uh, all awards shows have a very weird criteria and things get submitted a certain way and things get picked a certain way and mm-hmm. everything's subjective. So I, I don't want to say anything got snubbed. I mean, I like this movie better than Barbie. I like Barbie a lot, but, mm-hmm. you know, Barbie wasn't going to be an Oscar winning movie. Yeah, I was shocked the guy what it got. But um, but um, <laughs> yeah. there was one Oscar winner, I can't think of her name. She said, I would give back my Oscar to get the success of Barbie movie. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The money is in the yeah. in the market. So yeah. Yeah. Well, Adam, thank you as always for letting us know what to spend our time and our money on, what not to. Have a great week. We'll see you next Monday. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Right back after this. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah, balance out and she from overseas Valentino lingo when she talk to me And she drippy Gucci on her feet Yeah, she show me love when she comforts me Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, she active I hit it, I smash it That night fantastic, you know In my fast whip, 200 on dash and wall Yeah, we going up, so you know she broke with us oh, yeah. Hope you don't got a man, girl I'm a fan girl Ooh, love that shit Love that shit Ooh, love that shit Love that shit Ooh, love that shit you do Love that shit you do Yeah, you know Yeah, love that shit you do Yeah Most anticipated, yeah 
She on purchase, we on Zanny getting faded, yeah Still right on my mission, yeah That's on work until them bands turn your bitch into a fade, yeah Don't forget I'm trippy, yeah I'm wanting more commas, he wanting more follows, yeah Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Remember last year we introduced a new segment called HBCU Money with William Foster. He's here to join us tonight to help us get our finances in order. Just give us information we need. We're all trying to do better. What's going on, Mr. Mr. William Foster? How you feeling? I'm good, brother Knight. How you doing tonight? Can't complain. Can't complain. What do you have for us tonight? So tonight we're going to look at the educational attainment over the past almost 25 years for black men and black women. Uh, the statistic is that since the year 2000, black women who have a degree, a bachelor's degree or greater, has risen from 15.4% to almost 28%, a little over 28%. And for black men, that number is about 13.4% in the year 2000 to just over 22%. And so what that means is over the past 25 years, black women in terms of bachelor's or higher education attainment has grown by almost 88%. For African-American men, that number is a little over 70%. And obviously education has major, major economic implications. Absolutely. I was watching something the other day and it was, it was on CBS Mornings. They were saying how um, because you know a lot of people they don't see the pathway um in terms of higher education um to be successful, but they were still saying that the statistics show that people that do have higher education still dominate in terms of um finances, success, um, career. And black women are one of the most educated um our population, um, which is which is interesting. Well, it's 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 not surprising. I I mean, this is obviously a little bit of of conjecture what I'm about to say, but And they were saying that black women are the most educated, one of the most educated groups, which to me was surprising. So not really. I mean, you got to think there's there's been a few things that have spurred black women's academic achievement. 
part of it is obviously Title IX over the past 30 to 40 years has been a huge just women in general's movement, um, being more educated, having more access. Um, in our community, though, there's also been a huge push towards Black women being very educated mm -hmm. and Black boys participating more in sports. And there is a, is a huge argument that the investment that the Black community has put on Black boys participating in sports more than anything has not, we have not put in the same investment of their academic achievement. And so the pathway to girls playing professional sports not being there has pretty much allowed more women to become better educated, whereas boys have been kind of pushed into this sports, sports, sports um, pipeline. And so yeah. uh, education has not been at the forefront. And then obviously you have the systemic issues um, that, that play a part in that as well. That's true. That's true. I mean, we have black female billionaires in this country. Oprah Winfrey, but she's not even the richest. <laughs> no. Well, so in terms of the, the billionaire situation, I, you know, there's there's this argument right now in our community of is higher education worth it? And obviously, if you look at the statistics, we're moving toward a knowledge based economy. And mm -hmm. so education in a number of different forms is still going to be the most valuable thing. Unemployment among those who are educated the Lord. Where the friction comes in for a lot of African-Americans is we don't see the payoff that our counterparts see. And a large part of that is we don't build companies. And so what you see in other groups is more getting educated, starting companies, whereas we get educated and go get jobs. And so there's, mm. there's a difference in the payoff, ultimately, yeah. of what that education does. And then what the knock-on effects economically it will do for a community. So obviously you have companies like Google that were started on college campuses that people don't realize. Um, and those things obviously create a knock-on effect of jobs upon jobs for the community. So it's 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 some there's some nuance in that conversation about whether higher education is worth it um that that we have to discuss as well. But but Absolutely. being and and getting more African American men educated um, is vital, and there's a number of different pathways to that education, but but it is one of those things that we definitely need economically to look at if we want to see our community uh, improve in that space. Absolutely. And then I think about the other challenges that you have once you get into those um, the the higher level in your career. You know, um, some of the politics around that. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Nikki Haley was saying this country has never been racist, but we see the effects of the racism that was in this country or is in this country as you get into corporate America and you try sure. to uh, uh, rise within the uh, organizations. Yeah, so, yeah. well, it's, it's, that goes back to we have to distinguish when we say corporate America, right? And, we, and when we say private sector. There is an African-American corporate America. We don't yeah. think about it in that way. But, right. you know, you work. There are black companies that are private and owned by us. And yeah. so, right, if you look at African-American owned banks, for instance, mm -hmm. there are more black women CEOs in African-American owned banks than their white counterparts in terms mm -hmm. of percentage. 
So yeah. it doesn't matter who private sector or who's corporate America you're in. Very true. Very true. Well, where can we learn more about this topic and everything else HBCU Money um, is offering? So I would visit us at hbcumoney.com. Uh, we are moving away from Twitter X more towards threads uh, yeah. and Instagram. So that's where you can really find us uh, these days. All right, William. Well, thank you as always, and we'll see you next week. All right, right back after this. So perfect, I thought it was real But I couldn't tell, no Hey mama, I guess I thought that My moving image would one day learn how to be still But that wasn't realistic Should've been good by now, I should've been We should've been settling
Kimmy from Love and Marriage Huntsville, and I'm here on the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to highlight our Black-owned business. It's called the Atlanta Breakfast Club. It says, try Atlanta Breakfast Club for breakfast and Southern food, including fried chicken and waffles, breakfast tacos, peach cobbler, French toast, uh, fried green tomatoes, BLT biscuit, shrimp po' boy, and more. The restaurant is owned by Anthony Sanders and O. Arasi Boward. There'll be a link in the bio of this video, uh, video again. It's called Atlanta Breakfast Club. But thank you for joining us tonight. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday. Good night. Pretty, pretty, pretty young thing